Hello and welcome to episode three of Gender Nebulous. I'm here today with the lovely Miss Frida Wallace, and we're here to talk about all the usual crap we normally talk about and more. Hi, Frida. <laughs> Hello, How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, you? Good. You had a nice weekend? <laughs> I had a nice weekend. I had a nice week. I went up to Scotland on Wednesday to uh, have tea with my besties. Mm. So that was, I was a bit tired, you know, coming back the evening, came back Thursday morning. So it was, yeah, it was a bit of a... Yes, but tiring what, thing. Yeah, but what did you do on Friday? On Friday, <laughs> well, I went into Manchester, and I went to see this uh, crazy show with this woman called Frida Wallace. <laughs> you did. You came out you in Manchester. It. It, was your, it was your show. No, well, you came out in Manchester with me. Met a few yes. of my friends. Went to the Feel Good Club for Queer as Fuck, which yeah, is it was, uh, it was really good. A poetry and open mic night. Yes, I was your personal assistant slash camera woman. Well, no, you were my uh, you were my support puppy. <laughs> support puppy. <laughs> there was a puppy present though. It wasn't the barking. It was. There was a dog barking halfway through your act. Yeah. I'm not sure why they were barking, but you know, there probably was um, warning other people of our presence. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was a good night. But you yeah. did three. You did three poems. I did. Titles of were? Well, the first one is transgender, lesbian, sperm producing female. Yeah. And then the Jubilee one. Yeah. The Queen is dead. And then I went straight into uh, the uh, JK Rowling blocked me. Which, yeah. Which ends. The wizard lady who we're not supposed to be talking about. Oh, yeah. the, yeah, let's not talk about the wizard let's not talk lady. About the wizard lady. No, no, we don't talk about her. No. Uh, no, she's, ever. she's been cancelled on this show, so we don't talk no, we, about her. We don't talk about her ever. Um, yeah, so the, with, and the end of that is basically fuck J.K. Rowling, and it worked. So there you go, and people then seem to enjoy it. So that was that was a bit of a high yeah, point. The, for me. The, the crowd was cheering and screaming when you when you <laughs> finished. Yeah. Not sure why they were screaming, but they were. I paid them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had yeah, a good. And we, then had... we went over to uh, the village, didn't we? To, yeah, uh, we went have in some espresso martinis and generally get into as much trouble as we couldn't. Can I just can I just say we had a lot of fun in gender neutral toilets? Oh and... yeah, we did, didn't we? We <laughs> yeah. did. There were some gender neutral toilets. Every time the... when you go out in the village, you know it's 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 it's, it's a gender neutral kind of vibe, isn't it? So you know. Yeah, but these gender neutral toilets were in the Feel Good Club, weren't they? Yeah. So the the strange things about the gender neutral loos was they had really long queues. <laughs> There was two of them, but the queues were massive for some reason. Well, there's only two cubicles and a room full of people. That's you know. They were so busy that people were going in in twos and threes. <laughs> yeah, it was like a gender-neutral orgy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, if you if you if you if you're gonna have cubicles and yeah, this see this is a thing with like gendered spaces. They exist to cater for men, don't they? Because they think, oh well, we need we need to have a separate one so the men can piss all over the floor. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. They can go outside. Nobody actually, cares. Don't, Nobody cares in Manchester. There being any men in that place actually? Seems yeah, to be ninety-five percent females in there. They were. Uh, there was a couple. I like one. A couple of the performers were men. Well, there was one sat at our table. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah, but. My friend David. Your friend Dave, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a good night. You did you did really well. I know you were a bit nervous, but it was really good. I was because it's the first time I've done like a spoken word thing without any sort of backing because I've done stuff to music and I've done stuff with other props and 
kind of staging, but that was me just talking to the audience. And it's quite hard to, you know, you're always aware of, you're sort of lonely up there, you know what I mean? It's like, but people came along with me, which was great. So it was, yeah, you got you got a good, you got all the cheers and clapping at the right, the right moments. It was good. Yeah. But aside from promoting my career as a performance artist, what else have we been? Well, we went over to the village. We went, we had some um, espresso martinis, didn't we? And we also bumped into David Hoyle. David Hoyle. Yes, the amazing David Hoyle, who a Manchester legend who has a regular show at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Wow. I mean, David Hoyle's done so many things over the years. Uh, but he's just sort of un- sort of under the radar, I think, of a lot of people. But he's just like to me, he's a legend because there used to be a show on Channel Four called Comedy Lab, and he did a thing called The Divine David, and it was like really punk rock. It was kind of like it wasn't drag, it wasn't comedy, it was like something aggressive, and, and you know, it was really kind of artistically staged, but not pretentious. And I just I'll, I'll I just look that up. I, I wasn't really that familiar. With who he was. No, he's just it's just really cutting the way his humor is just really cutting and um but it's never it's never kind of defined. It's never easy. I think that's might be might be why he wasn't as successful as maybe other comedians at the time, because he wasn't easily defined. It was like, what the hell is you look at it and you go, What the hell's going on here? But I like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Seemed like a really nice guy. I mean, we were in the New York, New York in the VIP section. Yeah. And there he was. And uh, the VIP area. Yeah. The owner was there giving out drinks to everybody as well. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a bit of a dance, didn't we? And we did. We made, did. A fool, made a fool of ourselves and then left. <laughs> Which is yeah, kind of... it was absolutely packed by the time it left. There was a drag queen in there doing something. I'm not sure what she was doing. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I couldn't work that out, to be honest. She was sort of just dancing. She was just dancing, yeah. <laughs> I think she did. I think I think halfway through, she changed and did a came on and did a show. Yeah. But I didn't recognise it because it was, it, I don't know if it was her or not. It was, but anyway, it was, yeah, it was really good. It was a good night out. And fun ad by all. A, fun, a family-friendly fun. night out. <laughs> yes, indeed. Right. Okay, so let's get into the news then. Because it's been another busy week. Mm. You know, let's start with uh, the wizard lady. Do we have to? No, we don't have to. We're Vanda. We can't talk about her. No, we don't talk about her. We won't talk about her. We don't talk about her. Okay, so let's talk about somebody else. Uh, What about Jamie Wallace? Any relationship of yours? (laughs) Please, no. Sorry, not relationship. What is going on with Jamie? I mean, to be honest, like I said, my first thought is, you come out as trans, but you're still a member of the Tory party. Those yeah, well, two things that, that those things don't add up to me. No. And I don't, I mean, I'm I haven't how long has it been now? I mean, if you're gonna come out as trans it's been a few months, I think. It's been a few uh, months. If you're gonna come out as trans, what is I've not seen anything from this person other than there was some kind of sex scandal, you know, like a typical Tory sleeve. Something, something around a car crash. Left yeah, scene, and she was caught being a. I don't, I don't think anything came of it, but she was caught being a dirty little bitch, right? And she thought, and that's when it's like she decided to come out. Then I'm like, please, bitch, you know, it's like I think there was some blackmail thing going on, which was which well, was the reason. Well, obviously, that, that is awful, and I'm not. I would never make light of somebody's 
you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no. laughing. At, I'm not making fun of that. But what I'm saying is the timing was weird. I don't know this person. They don't seem to have made any steps to like make any, any posts about trans people or include any, any trans inclusion stuff on their profile, but maybe they have and I've missed it. But um, what is, so, so anyway, she wrote a letter to denounce Liz Truss. Well, yeah, I mean, she she came out and then I think she said she was going to keep using male pronouns until they were no longer an MP. I think that's what the situation is with Jamie Wallace. I don't really know. But the, the reason they're in the news this week is because of this letter that uh, Jamie has written to Liz Truss um, requesting that she quit because, you know, the letter was condemning Liz Truss for effectively endorsing transphobia. And senior Tory MPs exploiting the issue of transgender rights right. for cheap political point scoring. I mean, we've all seen that in the in the press over the past few weeks. It's been pretty terrible. So Jamie was just kind of calling that out and telling. Well, that's good. That's lost, all. Basically. That's that's a good thing to call out. Yeah. But even now, this trust seems like yesterday's news. It's like oh, she it's, is. it's over for her, and. I don't know what went on there. I see, like it seemed to me it's like some financial markets, the guilt market, and all this stuff. I don't really understand. And 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 whatever her policies were, they the cons the, the consensus among the Conservative Party and the the financial sector, which controls pretty much everything in the Conservative Party, was like, "I'm sorry, love." <laughs> Yeah, your time's up. Out you go. I'm sorry, bitch. <laughs> it was a mini budget, wasn't it, with the the new chancellor? Yeah, kind of kicked off all these problems. You know, they obviously hadn't thought about the consequences of what they were doing at all, and then the market I think, well, you can collapsed. I mean, isn't she the shortest serving ever prime minister now? Yeah, she has the record. I mean, no, no, she, great she's lasted she as. That, She's lasted as long as a bag of coke in the House of Commons. That's how long she's lasted. <laughs> Michael, she lasted long, uh, shorter than the campaign to make her into prime minister. Her actual premiership was shorter than the campaign that she was in to become PM. And it's impossible to have any sympathy for that because she never said anything of substance. She brought it all on herself. I mean, it's there's nothing in that. See, my instinct was premiership that they actually did anything apart from destroy the economy that was all they did yeah but my instinct was at first right what is this about is this about because she hadn't actually i the policies i look out for are things to do with healthcare, to do with social policies to do with things like that and i didn't hear much coming from that it was all about this financial it was all about and i know it's not i know it's all connected because you need you need funding for all these things but it seemed to be all coming from it was all based on we need more growth in the in the economy. It all seemed to be coming from the banking side of, and I, obviously, I, I I looked into it a little bit and I made some stupid tweets about it. And I was well, they should have listened to the markets. They should have gone and spoken to the people who you know the experts in the in the financial markets as to what 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 will this policy, what's the effect of this policy that we want to do? And had they listened to them, they would have known this was going to happen. Mm. Rishi Sunak was the one who was warning them about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You so, know, so, so, I mean, now we've got this new campaign, new prime minister coming in by the end of this week. Current people are, uh, would you believe it, Boris Johnson, goodness sake, 
Let's drag him back oh. from the island. I mean, this whole thing of following Boris Johnson back from holiday on a plane and they're, they're oh, on... He's the guy, they're, he's he's the reason all this started. Why would the hell would you bring him back? BBC journalists on Flight Tracker watching oh. Boris Johnson come back from holiday so they can cheerlead for somebody that they'd already got. But let's not forget, it was all... It wasn't just Partygate and it wasn't just this COVID, you know, negligence that got him in trouble. It was the fact that he was excusing and covering up sexual misconduct yes. in Parliament. It was Chris Pincher was mm. see that that is they've, they've forgotten about all that now, you know. But it wasn't all, the big story. Really short and, memories of these people. And people like Nadine Derez will still now be waiting with their mouths open for that Boris Johnson jizz. <laughs> that's not, maybe that's so a there's bit. an image you won't be able to get out of your mind for a while <laughs> well you know what I mean it's sickening that's how it makes me it feel it's, it's so sickening anyway and also who, who else is there you know what I mean it's like it's not like Penny Morden well you did speak Penny about Penny Morden but I don't think she's got many supporters about 20 something and I, the other I, one is uh, Rishi my preference would be Penny but Rishi is looking like he's got the the support of the party, isn't he? So, are you ready for Rishi? Oh, I was, re- I was never ready for. Rishi. I'm, I'm not ready for anything. You know, what I'm ready for. I'm ready for. I'm ready for a Labour government. Yeah, well, well, where's the general election? That's why I want but, to know. But what, but what annoys me about that is like you, they have to de- the Labour Party has to deal with the issue of transphobia in the, in the form of Rosie them. Duffield, yeah. who was seen. This week at the LGB Alliance Conference. Oh, God, we'll come on to that in a minute, but yeah. Yeah, let's just not forget where we are with them. Yeah, they need to clear, clean house. They, they seem to be struggling with that. I don't know why um, Keir Starmer doesn't just get not on struggling. with it. They're actively involved in transphobia, even more so. I mean, I mean, what does it take, though, to get yourself banned you know, as when when you're spouting off transphobia, what how bad do you have to be? It, it seems like you can do anything they like and get away with it, these people. Well, Rosie Duffield is on record as saying she's not gonna call Eddie Izzard she. Yeah. Right. And fine, fine, Rosie. So does Eddie that mean Izzard... Eddie doesn't have to refer to Rosie as she too? Of course. But yeah. Ro- Eddie Izzard doesn't give a toss what Rosie Duffield thinks. It, she's only saying that because it's play. It plays into that base of people that think there's a there's silencing going on of opinion. Nobody's ever not been able to say they thought somebody was a man or they thought somebody was a woman or whatever. It's the it's the weaponization of the opinion that matters. It's not about policing language. It's about knowing where that language is appropriate. Now you can get away with it if you're Suella Braverman or you're Luce, uh, what's she called? Um, Rosie Duffield. From two separate, they're supposed to be two separate parties, but those two women agree with each other on this. On the transphobia issue. Yeah, yeah they 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 might as well just form a splinter group and call themselves the. Should, you know, all these all these transphobe gender crits. They, why don't they just form a political party and call it the transphobia party? And just well, they have, do have a political party. It's called the BMP. I thought they didn't, used to didn't be, get rid of those. It used to be called the NF. Yeah. It used to be called the Nazi Party. That's it's the same thing over and over again, but they've found ways to mask it and call it wokeness when they don't like seeing black people on the telly. When they 
it's like oh, anyway you know talking what I mean? of politics talking of politics scottish greens have cut ties with the greens of england slash wales due to the failure to curb anti-trans campaigning good so you know that's another kind of political move that's been going on so that yeah that's a really good thing I, i'm happy to see the scottish greens you know distancing themselves from transphobia that's a good thing see i don't know much about the scottish greens i don't i, I mean being part scottish i probably should know more about the scottish yeah <laughs> Miss Morris. i do follow up i do enjoy listening to nicola sturgeon i will admit but i i don't really know what the scottish greens are up to but it's like what i want to see is trans people doing the same kind of actions as just stop oil when you start seeing that well then, actions like what what are you suggesting so i'm not saying me and you i'm not saying me and you vicky should go to the national gallery and throw soup at van gogh's actually yeah yeah that's what i'm saying oh, that that's that. exactly what we need to do can we throw soup at politicians instead no, because that that we the, the what I'm saying is when <laughs> these kind of the, we're such a fringe movement as trans women or as trans people or non-binary people, there's just not enough of us to to have an effect on the media landscape. So we're going to have to start doing some kind of direct actions. Yeah, I have thought about this, but I'm struggling to come up with something. Well, I've got a list. Right. So well, let we'll me know when you're ready. We'll let me know when you're ready. No, but I'm saying I love anything like that. I mean, the the throwing soup at Van Goghs, climbing up bridges and stopping traffic. But I like Van Goghs. I don't want to throw soup at them, you know. But the you Van Gogh is fine. It's behind bulletproof I glass. I know, but you know, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to be destroying priceless works of art, you know. Well, the, yeah, but what is worse, you know? being in a world where people accept that you know that kind of hate is is permissible or living in a world you can't I don't, there won't be any fucking art if people aren't allowed I think to I express prefer, themselves I, think I prefer the kind of art that was on friday night live you know <laughs> yeah. that kind of art is my is more kind of do you mean people play you, know, you it's like it's in your face yeah i i too to i too like people playing pianos with their penises <laughs> <laughs> anyway we'll come on to that in a minute so graham norton also in the news again poor old graham he's uh he's quit twitter due to the pile on after his interview with uh was it mariella frosty mariella frostrup mariella frostrup who basically baited him into having an opinion about jk rotnell we don't, we don't mention that name. Well, do i mean she's she's come out with a statement afterwards saying that she's baffled why graham norton uh won't speak up for the wizard lady um you know, we know the reason why he won't do that because Graham is basically saying he's not his place to. Why does anybody go listen to trans people? So you know, what, but, what's so what's that, the problem? Well, that says a lot. That that only says something about Mariella Fostrup. It doesn't say anything about anybody else. If she can't see the the, if she can't understand what Graham Norton was trying to tell her, in that he was very clear, very concise. He, he was. And if she's doubling down on protect, why do people feel the need to protect? I JK? mean, why, why, why the expectation that Graham Norton should protect the wizard lady? I mean, it's like, why would he do that? It's, it's just, it's bizarre. It's just mad. But the the thing is, he he had to shut down his Twitter account because, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened. I didn't know there was any, if there was a specific tweet or if it was being. I mean, well, it was the, it was the kind of the pylons he was getting. And all I don't the know if it was after that interview. I don't know if he was making a statement with. Well, yeah, we don't know. With shutting his Twitter, or it was just something he just. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I mean, he do, it's not that he needs. He doesn't need a Twitter account, does he? He's no, but I, but I feel like there was something performative about that decision because he's not somebody he's not he was probably making a point look i don't want to talk about this i'm going to just go close my account yeah yeah that's what i think and i think that was his only way at that point maybe he was he felt backed into that position yeah. but it just shows you doesn't it, it shows the level when of it, hatred there is when any there. when any when any celebrity speaks up for us yeah, there's like a wave there's like a wave of pile on from you know it's coming from some dark places yeah. and all the, and all those accounts that do that also follow people like LGB Alliance oh, yeah. and all the, they're all the same people. Cause, cause people, people sometimes say, okay, LGB should, they should be allowed to have a group. They don't want to be part of the modern uh, inclusive world of LGBTQI plus, plus, plus. Then they should be, yeah. Yes, they should be allowed to yes, do that. If there's a group of people within LGB who want to go do that, yeah, go do it. But don't, yeah, but, yeah, don't but, attack trans people in the process. But what they're doing is they're rejecting that idea of inclusion and diversity and any kind of because because to me they're like gender supremacists. Yeah, and they're like policing the idea. It's like when they tell me I can't identify as a lesbian. It's like, who are you to do that? You know, it's like if somebody who I'm intimate with describes herself as a lesbian, you've got no yeah, say gender, in that. Police. You've got no idea. You've got no say in that. But but obviously, obviously, um, if you want to have a separate group and you just yeah, fine, you know, go and create your own little social group. But don't don't pretend that's what you want because they don't yeah. want that because that's proven by everybody that follows them. You could look at any LGB Alliance post and you look at their core followers. If you look at their most active retweeters and the people that need those accounts, you'll find that there's nothing positive there whatsoever. Yeah. Well, the conference, you know, we'll talk about that in just a minute. The, Something else that caught my eye in the news was McDonald's this week. Did you see that one? Oh yes, the, uh, the what was the lady? So there called? was a there's a lady translated Paula, Paula Griffin, footballer. Paula Griffin, yeah. I'm not sure which team she plays for, but she's a she's a footballer in one of the minor <laughs> leagues. Yeah, she's a semi-professional. Yeah, kind of. So amateur. she she was using a McDonald's. I'm not sure which one it was. Somewhere in the UK, uh, a male security guard demanded to see her passport because he didn't believe that uh, she met his female criteria. She didn't look so lady I didn't, enough. I didn't know that, you know, international borders have been set up inside McDonald's toilets, <laughs> first of all. Seems a bit odd. Well, it's it's concerning to me because, like if, like if somebody came up to me in a toilet and says, can you prove you're a woman? And it's like, well, who can prove that? Anyway, what, what, what you're well, going to have carries, to? Who carries a passport anyway? When you go, yeah, but even McDonald's? if, even if I did have a passport, <laughs> right? This security guard, why is he looking for that? What, like it, like I, like I, I want a burger and chips. Oh, can I see your passport, please? And can I see your penis? It's like, <laughs> so, so what I'm saying, what, 
my my point of view, like where you where they have McDonald's where you need a security guard is in the city centre. And I know this because like, there's a security guard in the McDonald's in Piccadilly Gardens in Manchester. And they those security guards have to deal with a lot because they're dealing with challenging behaviours. They're dealing with people coming in who are just harassing people, drunk people, whatever, nights out. Yeah. Why is this security guard looking for a tra- like point? He's, he's looking the wrong I know for a fact from that report that that security guard is looking for that. He's, he's targeting that person. Maybe and someone's it, asked him to do it. Maybe someone said target yeah, anybody maybe, who you think doesn't look like a, a woman. Po- possibly. But while he's doing that, he's he's looking the wrong way on other stuff that he's possibly, he's there to do his job for. Like if, if, the, yeah. if the trans woman in question was causing trouble, you know, like she was drunk or she was harassing staff, that's a different matter. Well, she was just using the loo. But she's just having a piss. And she's not, you know, I, I should assume she was going in a cubicle. Yeah. And she's not pissing all over the floor. I mean, it's a clear <laughs> case of discrimination. It's awful. It's like this This is like the Orwellian thing that GC and TERFs talk about because they all quote Orwell, don't they? This idea of like the double speak and all that. But this is the, this is the Orwellian world that they, they kind of pretend that they warn about because it's like you're profiling people based on how they look yeah so it's like where does it end like, where's it all coming from this you know what what are you going to the... perceive somebody as a threat because of what they were are you going to perceive somebody as a threat because of how they do the hair or what they wear you know like if they, if they present a certain way to you you're gonna you're using your discrimination what you know to to to, to pass judgment on somebody now, but all this, you know, it all relates back to this kind of intense focus there is on trans women in the UK at the moment, which is, you know, it's being stoked by right wing politicians and media. Yeah, Suella Braverman. Suella Braverman type of people. Yeah. It's, you know, it's um, this, cases like this in McDonald's, you know, where if you, if you look at why that security guard did it and what, what's his kind of logic for doing that and where it came from. Yeah. Has he been watching too many? Uh, Suella Braverman video. He's probably been watching talk TV or talk GB yeah, News, you know, because being influenced it, by it. You know, when they turn these things into toy, talking points on like Jeremy Vine, obviously people listening to those things are going to absorb that. And they, if you talk about trans people in a negative way all the time, like say if you're never exposed to anybody who's trans and then suddenly you think, oh, this, this person looks a bit like they might be trans you're, you're just going to associate it with something negative because that's the only thing you know yeah it's like when people look at say uh, muslim men or black people and, and and it's like oh you have the right to search them it's like no you don't you don't have any you don't have the right the police think they have a right to do something to them because of the way they look yeah you know you have you're, it's, it's completely judgmental and it leads to people being harmed and, and, and it, you know, you've got, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what the outcome of that was, but I'd like to think that security guard well, was I think McDonald's is looking into it. You know, they've contacted uh, Paul. We need to look at what happens there because. Yeah, we'll but, follow up with it. But, you know, you know, I like a McDonald's, but I really don't need a side dish of discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I'm sorry, I'm like, I, mean, I don't go in McDonald's often, to be honest. It's like a sort of last option when i'm on the road like there's nothing else open 
And I'm like thinking, do, am I thinking now when I go into McDonald's, have I got to take my passport with me? Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> have I got, I've, got to, I've got to have my... Um, passport and a couple of security guards, I think. You know, oh God, it's awful, isn't it? It is awful. Anyway, let's talk about LGB conference. You've seen the photo coming out of the conference. I did, yeah. It looked well, like... Apparently uh, that photo is supposed to be a photograph of 600 people. It's, Maybe yeah. there's some not in it. Maybe they, they couldn't put them all in the same photo. But it's quite shocking. Many anyway. if, you look at, if you look at the photo, it looks like um, a conference for, you know, people over 80. It looks like any conservative party, yeah, conservative party. meeting you could have yeah. anywhere it's in, very, in the country. It's very, very, very white. It's very middle class. It's very oh. old. <laughs> but then you could say that about a lot of things. I mean, like, the LGB alliance are not unique in having no, meetings and that they, they dis- discriminate people. It's just that we notice it because they actively are. But they, if it was a if it oh, was a proper LGBT conference celebrating LGBT people, you know the crowd is not going to look like that. No, they don't. And and, and the thing, well, that's the thing. The thing they're criticizing when they criticize us is that sort of visible queerness the celebration of self-expression so they hate it when anything is like drag they hate it when anything is flamboyant or beautiful or you know creative in any way because that they think that draws negative attention to their gayness yeah and that's always existed like there's always been like ever since the Stonewall riots, the police came for people that were visibly gay. They didn't care if they were who they fucked. They were interested in the police were targeting people that looked weird and people that were, that, you know, drag queens, street queens, waves and strays, hippies. That's who the police targeted. And that's why the Stonewall riots kicked off. And at the same time, there were, even then there were conservative homosexuals saying, look, this has nothing to do with us. These are not our people. These are freaks. And that's why the pride flag is inclusive. It doesn't look at sex. It doesn't look at who's fucking who. It looks at why people are discriminated. And it's because of how they look, how they present, and and what they express and the words that they say. It's not about who you're making love to. I'll put it in a nice way. I'll stop saying fuck. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there was was very little in inclusion and diversity in that photo i think that's what i'm saying it looked like the crowd at antiques roadshow <laughs> all that was missing was uh, fiona bruce fake oh, and fortune bruce could be the same people yes hello i'm fiona <laughs> bruce let's go and meet some poor people that need their antiques valuing oh, God. piss off fiona <laughs> back to the abadash's school like that's the school she went to this like really anyway, school of abadashery yeah, that's it. it's it's like a really sort of posh public school. I can't remember where it is now. It's called the Abadashes School. All right. There's, so there's moving a story on. behind that. Story. Moving on from the LGB Alliance. Um, did you hear about the lettuce? I did. The lettuce story. I think it was in the Star. And you, so did you? Yeah. They were, what... they were, I think someone had posted something in the Star. I don't know who it was, but there was like, which is going to last longer, a lettuce or Liz Truss? And the lettuce one. Let me tell you, if you buy a lettuce, an iceberg lettuce, and you wrap it in newspaper, you yeah. get it lasts, it lasts you a month. Wow. And that's just a fact. 
And that, I don't, and, and that is the kind of information I like to bring to this podcast. That's fascinating. In a, in a, in a cost of living crisis. I think, you know, <laughs> did you did you see Aldi and Asda's, Asda's comments on Twitter? <laughs> only so, three. Only three. So Aldi, Aldi had said, uh, what a great day to be a lettuce. <laughs> yeah. And then Asda came back with, uh, these jokes are just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, so I, I see. some... Fantastic, some fantastic uh, j- japing there. Yeah, but you see, I'd say you know, Liz Truss. It was a disaster waiting to happen, wasn't it? Because if you, how many prime ministers have we had now that we didn't? Well, we've had elect- Cameron, then we had May, then we had Johnson, then we had Truss. It's like, and now it's going to go back to probably, maybe, hopefully not Johnson they or might as- Rishi. They might as well just fit a revolving door. A revolving door on number yeah, 10. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried that if I go to London, somebody's going to drag me in and make me prime minister. Well, by the time you get there, <laughs> you know, the prime minister will have changed from when you set off. You know, I've got policies. You know, let me be prime minister for a few days and I'll change a few yeah, things. Yeah, I'll vote for you. Yeah, you know. Could free... you live at number 10? Do you think you'd, you think you'd fit in? I don't think so. I think my only friend would be Larry the Cat. Would you keep the wallpaper? I'd actually get myself some a bright pink wallpaper, a chaise longs. Actually, I'd be the worst prime minister like ever. New background image, by the way. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Good. I, well, that's what you want on your wall. But you yeah. see, that's why I'd be the worst prime minister because when it comes down to it, I don't, I don't know how the world functions. <laughs> I just. I just, I just don't really. I, I just, uh, I, I'm. It's quite. It's a luxury for us to be. Well, I don't think knowing how the world functions is a is a qualification for being a British prime minister at the moment. You know? No, I think it might be. You went to Eton. You, well, yeah, and you're a Tory party member. But that was the thing about Liz Truss, wasn't she? From like a comprehensive. Don't know background. where she came from. Yeah, because she that was part of her. Um... They found her in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> That was part of her sort of campaign trail that she's an ordinary woman from the kind of Leeds area and she's don't know. It's like, but is it, oh, I don't know. Really don't know. There was you know, there was some excellent trolling um of Liz Trust by Newsnight and Channel Four as well. I don't know if you saw those. You know, so, like at the end of the Newsnight and at the end of Channel Four News, they normally do like a bit of a kind of guest track comes on and, and they do a bit of trolling. Well, there's some excellent trolling. BBC played Rihanna's Take a Bow, and uh, Channel 4 News did Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Right. Expert well, editing, by the way. I was trying to think then about a song that would sum up, you know, I just can't, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think there's a song worse, and it's a song bad enough that would be the soundtrack to, to the Liz Trust Premiership. <laughs> It'd be a short record. Be just the half of a the vi- half of a twelve I think inch you single. You should make one because you're you're a bit musical. <laughs> you should come up with one for either. <laughs> we'll have it as our uh, album. Anyway, I think, I think, I think, well, what it feels like it feels like since the Queen's died, and I know it's probably not really related, but it's like everything's in free fall. Like we, nobody's in control. Nobody knows what's going on. Anybody could be prime minister. The whole world is kind of on the edge of thermonuclear meltdown. Maybe you and I should be in, tra- in charge for a while. But it, that's what I'm saying. Any, they might as well. Maybe we should use this podcast as the as the way of controlling the country. I'm starting to think maybe all government decisions should be made in the dark with terror cards, with 
you know that because because what what worse what worse outcome could there be? Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, just we couldn't make we couldn't make worse decisions if, just, if we tried. Let's just use some divinity to make decisions. Like go around, yeah. you know, just like, why, why don't we just go back to praying for things? No, let's not, please. <laughs> Talking of which, did you did you speak to Jesus today? Really? I went. I, well, it's Sunday, so I have to take my mum to church. Yeah, so I had. I have atoned for my sins. You have atoned for your Friday night sins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talking of Friday night, I know we were out, you know, sinning. <laughs> <laughs> but Friday Night Live is back. Oh wow, yeah. Ben Elton, what a show that was. I oh yeah, I've got to mention this. Well, I watched it yesterday because I got really bored with Strictly Come Dancing because it was it was doing some really horrible BBC kind of retro show music 100th anniversary thing and it was just Oh, it's just probably BBC the worst, BBC the worst sucking Strictly its own Come dick. Dancing episode I've ever seen in my life. So I switched over, I thought oh, I know what I'll do. I watched uh, Friday Night Live because that sounds really entertaining. It was really entertaining. I thought, I mean, he, uh, Ben Elton was on Radio 4's Today program. I can't remember what day it was. I think it might have been Tuesday yeah, or Wednesday. On the 20th. And, and the host yeah. there, uh, what's he called now? Justin Webb baited yeah. him, really, because he was, he, he was, he, Justin Webb has got form on like, it was a similar conversation to the um, Graham Norton one. Really. Graham, yeah. And he baited him basically into saying something about the, the wizard lady who we never yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And Ben Alton shut him down. He just said, look, are you trying to say that old men with grey hair are, yeah. are, are telling people what, you know, are being told what to say and you, they're being shut down? It was like, because that's basically the premise, isn't it? That there's this, like people like, um, what's he called? John Cleese. Oh, God. Are being told, they're being shut. They're not being shut down. They've had a long time of being, uh, being basically a national treasure in this country. And they can't face the idea that somebody might criticise them for one minute. Well, you see, if you go back to when they were famous, they they were kind of like the edgy ones. And, mm. and now they've become these kind of LGB alliance type people. You know, it's like they've, they've gone from being edgy to being like super boring. Well, the, the, they one, can't handle it. the good thing about the Friday, I, I, it's Channel 4, isn't it? So I think Channel 4 has got this thing now. It's like the, the Sunday. Well, it's the 40-year anniversary of Channel 4, isn't it? That's well, the Sunday the, the eye up at Channel 4, it was going, right, let's just freak them out now. But you, you know that thing that happened with Nadine Jerez when she was trying to get, you know, remove the funding for Channel 4? And there yeah, was a kind you, of... You know, Channel 4 has, always not, has not always been supportive. Oh, I know, I know. And neither well, has Newsnight, especially. But, you know, but these couple of recent trollings have been quite good. Yeah, it feels like trolling, and 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 the, obviously the Ben Alton started the show by saying is you know my pronouns yeah. are he him, and then he said my adjectives are confused and you know annoyed. Yeah, it was something. really it was really good to hear him say that at the beginning. I thought that was a good good way in. But Ben Alton is somebody that recognizes that if you're going to criticize, if you're going to make humor about you, you know satire is about criticizing power and people in power, yeah. and the people in power. You know, if you look at the the British media, obviously you can see where the the negativity is coming from. So it's clear to him, you know, yeah. it's not trans people that have got the power, is it? You know, it's not non-binary people, for fuck's yeah. sake. So to, to to platform somebody like Jordan Gray. Yeah. Yeah, the end of the show was basically Jordan Gray doing a brilliant song. You know, what what was it? What something like it's, that was. it's amazing to be me or so I can't remember. What said. And then at the end, you know, there was a bit of a strip and it was a bit of vaudeville. 
nothing it wasn't offensive in the slightest you know it was just something really well you know it was live tv they couldn't stop it <laughs> but the thing <laughs> is with the thing is with me like at first when i saw it i thought oh you know i'm, I'm a bit like my first opinion on it was i'm quite cynical when i see things on telly like that i think oh you know is ben elton doing this because he, he obviously it would have been rehearsed and everything is it's not well, complete- i mean maybe that bit wasn't rehearsed but you know, I mean, Channel Four is not known for its um, political correctness, is it? I mean, they, you know, they have a few shows with no. naked people. No, but I'm just a bit cynical about Ben Hal- Ben Alton because of stuff he has said in the past. Yeah, he's yeah. So, so my initial reaction was a bit like, oh God, you know, what is this now? But when I actually watched the thing, I actually got it, and I thought, this, is, you know what? Do you know what? If Jordan Gray wants to jump out from behind a digital piano. A rubber penis up and down it. <laughs> who, who am I? But there were some other. Hilarious. I mean, Ro- Rosie Jones was on there. I love Rosie Jones. Um, she yeah, was, on Rosie was on there too. Really and it's cool. like, and uh, and then he had um, Julian Clary was on. Julian Clary. See, these are the Julian Clary's a really interesting one because he's quite old school, isn't he? But he's still got that cutting edge comedy. Really, he, he's still good. And then Dark he had sarcasm. Harry Enfield was all right, I suppose. Oh, loads of money. Yeah. But I, I, you know, Harry Enfield has done some really dubious stuff recently. Yeah. Hasn't? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but Jordan, Jordan Gray, we should mention, has a, has a thing coming up at the London Palladium. I think it starts October 28th. Is it a bird? So don't mind giving uh, Jordan a plug for that based on yeah. her excellent uh, Friday night show. Sure, a ticket sales will rocket. I'm sure they will. When people <laughs> hear this podcast, yeah. Well, we, you know what? I, 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 it's, it's great to see stuff like that on the telly because, you know, everything we, we live in a very conservative time, and most of the things you see on telly, like Strictly Come Dancing or whatever it is, they're all very tame and. So Just when you're did... trying, you know, they've had, they've had, um, yeah, but it's, I'm not saying people should get the dicks out on Strictly. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. People, I'll tell you what, I want to see dicks out on Strictly. <laughs> <laughs> then I might watch it. Oh my word. That's all I'm saying. Right. Well, anyway, uh, I liked what Ben Alton did there. Cause it, it reminded me, the, uh, I just wanted to mention also the general John Oliver, did that piece about uh, trans rights and he was talking about he was more of an American oh yeah the yeah. Thing, cause, HBO cause thing yeah. he's looking at trans representation and talking about this idea that you know uh, who controls the narrative there so John Oliver he's very similar to Ben Alton in the, in the way he looks <laughs> they look like him doesn't he yeah yeah they're, they're, they could be the same person I think but, he'd, he'd take most of his stuff from Twitter though to be honest yeah it's lots of lots of Twitter quoting going on yeah, but you've but got yeah, to, really you've well got to credit. Yeah, I think, he, got... I think his skill is the way he puts it together and constructs it all. What's that show called? Oh, you know, I should have written this down. The night that was, was it something? The week that was. Kind yeah, of... I mean, if you look for John Oliver on it's on HBO, HBO, and but it really, it really was good. How we, how we he just cut through to the chase of like saying, you know, why, why would people that are already marginalised be a problem to you know what you know this idea of every uh, these right-wing politicians in america they all come on stage and announce 
like take the piss out of the idea of pronouns and all that. Why are they doing that? What who are they trying to appeal to? And it's just like, tr- you know, there, there could be a situation in America where Trump is re-elected. God forbid. So they know that. That's why they play to that crowd now. It's like it's like it's the same thing with Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, what are these people thinking? I, I really don't know. It's it's hard to make sense of it. Well, it's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a lowest common denominator. The idea of the the common sense person, you know, the man on the street. You know, if you ask the man on the street, that's but the man on the street is not the person you want for expert advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, Sid Vicious, and that was it, Sid Vicious. The expert on mansplaining. Sid Vicious, Sid Vicious was interviewed once and he said, what do you think about the man on the street and what he thinks? And, and he said, I don't give a shit about the man on the street. He's a cunt. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> can we put that in? <laughs> it's already in. It's like, can we put it in? You, you just put it in. <laughs> As we said before, you know the um, this is the, the goes, explicit language markers are switched on. So you know, but the thing away, is, you know. like with the out, like LGBT. I'm not Alliance, going to cancel you. Okay, don't worry. All these people, they're 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 ultra concerned. They're like they're not interested in what, this idea that of, of biological sex and like defining people by this idea of sex matters. They're not interested in that really. What they're looking at is they don't like anybody that looks physically different. They don't Hang like on, anybody that. What is non-biological sex? Well, they're saying they're saying like, <laughs> you know, like um, Mayor Forstarter is always on about sex matters because that's a little vanity website, whatever it is, and it's like they don't actually care about that because when they say that, what they're actually saying is gender doesn't matter. But we know gender and the way you express yourself creatively and all those things are the thing that matter yeah i mean friday night when we were downing our second nespresso uh sorry not nespresso um espresso <laughs> martini we we had a long discussion on this didn't we i think we did i can't remember yeah. I, I wish i recorded it now because it would have made a great podcast to be honest but, but um yeah i just it, it really it's frustrating because i I'm all for freedom of expression. So, yep. so, so a part of me thinks, well, yeah, the uh, the LGB alliance should be able to have their platform. They should be able to do. But why are they doing it in such? You have to look at the motives, don't you? Yeah, exactly. If they want to be their little group of, you know, we don't want anything to do with pride. We don't have anything to do with trans people. We don't have anything to do with queers. But they keep so saying what... that they're, you know, they represent LGB. Well, but yeah, then but... any anybody who is. LGB that I know, none of them support the idea of LGB alliance. It's like, who who are the supporters of these people? Well, we know that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, they're in that photo. And it's why I've been in trouble for criticising them. Oh, because... do you want to talk about that? Well, kind of a little bit. Let's <laughs> talk like about a... that, yeah, because that's had... an important thing, I think. Yeah, I had been sort of disciplined through work because of a complaint that was made about me by LGB Alliance, but it came down to tweets that were made. And obviously, like on Twitter, I'm, you know, I don't represent, I'm I'm an individual on Twitter. I don't, I'm not, it's not a company account. It's not, I don't, I'm not a branch of anything. No, your views are yours. I represent myself on Twitter, but yeah. sometimes I've been seen in uniform because I work for the ambulance service right. and I've done pride events and I've done yeah. that. 
So, but and I have vocalized my um, concerns about the LGB alliance and 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 various people within that that ecosystem yeah. of of uh, anti-trans people. So, what they've done is they've looked at my tweets and they've found where I've been less than charitable with my language. You know, I, I am quite vocal, uh, and they said, "Look, you, you shouldn't be doing this because." You know, they, they, it's it's like they want to shut me down and say I shouldn't be working for the ambulance service, and 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 then they said something about I should not be able to say I'm a lesbian because I'm. Well, you are a lesbian. Uh, so what are you going to say? Whatever, that, but that's not I'm their choice lesbian, to make, is it? Lesbian. Well, whatever, it, whatever I identify as is none of their goddamn none business. Their business, and it's not it's not it's not the business of my employer either. No. Well, they've managed to get me in some kind of trouble because well, I think I think what you need to do is, is is just separate personal accounts from employment. Yeah. Well, know, that's what I make sure that it's understood that what you put in Twitter is your own personal views. I mean, it's not it's not the view of your employer; it's your view. No, but it's important to me personally that I. Because I do a lot of work with the LGBT Foundation and I like to be seen yeah. to be doing that work in uniform because when I was young... Yeah, but the, the ambulance service people... and LGB Foundation, you know, they, they do things officially. So, you know, you, you can be yeah. part of that and put that in your Twitter account. Yeah, that's what oh. I do, yeah. 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 But I think, I think the reason they targeted me is because... I'm I'm seen to be effective in the real world. Like I'm a I'm a trap. Being trans isn't part of my job. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't. It doesn't matter to anybody. But that. But and because I'm not they're trying to get you fired is what they're doing. But because I'm not the profile of what they think a trans person should be, although they probably don't think trans exists at all. But because I'm doing something positive with it, and and trying to say to people, look, you can. You know, trans being trans is not a barrier to anything. You can you can be, you know, you can do a job. You can, you know. It, yeah. So yeah. basically, what's happening here is that the LGB Alliance, a charity, is attacking someone who is a lesbian. Um. So I'm not sure how that's charitable in any way. And they're basically trying to get you fired. So here we have a charity trying to get an individual fired for saying that they're a lesbian. I mean, is that is that a good thing? Well, they're trying to get me disciplined for speaking out against them. Yeah, and so, all I'm... I mean, they're trying to silence you, aren't they? Yeah. So, so I'm Why not allowed to stop speaking on this topic because I'm they not... don't think a trans woman should speak on this topic. Yeah, because because even though I'm one of the few trans people that that is, you know, as an organisation, I, I feel comfortable in speaking out about these things. They don't like that, and they don't like that I have the backing of my employer. And they that, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, they rouse them up, and it's about free. If it's about free speech, then you know I have that right. Like, if 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 they say, look, having a gender critical belief is a free speech issue, they should be able to say that trans women are men, right? Okay, you can say that. Nobody, nobody, you can knock yourself out with that. You can say that all day long, but you can't come to me then and say, I can't criticize your motivation for doing that. Exactly. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not forcing them to have an opinion. All mm. I'm doing is saying their motivations are dubious. 
And one of the tweets that they were complaining about was where you're just advising people to drink water on a hot day. What was, what was all that about? No. Well, that, because that was the day that I did the pride thing. And I was out that day in uniform helping people. You know, I wasn't actually. Yeah, but you were making statements that somebody who works for the NHS would make. And it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, why, why bring that tweet up as an example? I mean, it's just mm. totally ridiculous. I know, yeah. But I, I think the problem I have is that I'm quite gobby. <laughs> really? And I, and I <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. I didn't notice. Believe it or not, I can be quite vocal about things, <laughs> even though I've got absolutely no clue what I'm talking about half the time. So, <laughs> but no, I, 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 that's my problem. So I have, I have actually used language that I probably wouldn't, shouldn't have used. But my defense is that if you push me, you know, if you're going to start attacking people in my community and, and comparing people I know to paedophiles, which is something that happened, by the way, yeah. that's not something that's not hyperbole. That's me and my friends. You're commenting on our pictures and saying you, we should need our hard drives checking and things like that. I'm not going to sit silent while that's happening. Sorry. No, you shouldn't have to. And I'm going to tell you to get fucks yeah. basically yeah i don't care what uniform i'm wearing i don't care what you think of me you're not allowed to do that to my friends and get away with it mm. and that's what's happening an lgb alliance will say well that's not us that's our followers it's like no you encourage that you embolden it that is you that is everything you stand for because those are the people that retweet you yeah yeah so that's all i can say on that i okay. mean I mean, I shouldn't say, I did want to say a bit more, but because it's an ongoing kind of thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, when when it's resolved, we'll we'll talk about it again. So what exciting things are you up to this week? Well, back in work. Back in work tomorrow. And what have I got coming up? Do you know what? I've not, I've got a really nice chilled week coming up because I've got nothing outside of work to worry about. <laughs> but I'm sure that will change. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what stories pop up this week so we can... Uh... I'm going to try and get some more spoken word gigs. Yeah, let me know. And uh, All right. Never let an opportunity pr to promote my uh, poetry career pass me by. <laughs> yeah, well, you can plug on here. <laughs> so I think we'll, uh, we'll draw to an end uh, for this week oh well, it's been emotional it's been emotional and, I, and, and again I, covered lots of topics <laughs> it is it's unrelenting in the news at the moment and if you're listening to this and you think what the hell was that that's just how we that's how we roll that's how we that's roll how, we don't we don't <laughs> we you know we just riff don't we well that's it so anyway thanks for listening please subscribe if you liked it don't forget to subscribe don't forget. very important keep listening <laughs> Catch you later. Thank you very much, time of great economic and international instability. Please, just cut it out. I do want to accept responsibility.
responsibility and say sorry for the mistakes that have been made. Don't tell me you're sorry because you're